0: This is episode 1 of Give Me a Chance, and it is your host who's speaking, Vittoria! Hi everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Give Me a Chance. As you probably heard, my name is Vittoria, and I'm the host of this show. Thank you for joining me on this adventure. This is my quarantine project, and well, to me, here and now was the right time to start this adventure off. So let's get started with that! But first, let me give you a short introduction about what Give Me A Chance is. Well, Give Me A Chance is a podium and a platform for people to share the stories about how and when they got the chance to change their lives. And that can really be anything. It can be uh, moving to another country or changing your career path or even turning your passion into a job. Well, most of all, this is a channel and a way to uh, motivate me and probably you. make a change if necessary when when this pandemic will be over and we will get our lives back. The idea of Give Me A Chance in its videocast and podcast version came to me this summer as I thought it was a positive idea to tell the stories of people who managed to change their lives and make a switch. Well, it was actually a way to distract me from all the pandemic and the uncertainty and the compulsive online shopping. So, well, this is how the idea actually started. Well, This is what we're gonna do today. Now that you know a little bit more about what is Give Me A Chance and its purpose, it is almost time to introduce you to our first guest. And uh, well, the story we're gonna delve into today is a story about taking a chance at something unknown so that you can live again your life at its fullest. And that might sometimes mean that you have to disappoint the expectations that you and your family have of yourself. So it is time to introduce our guest for today, Abhishek. Hi Abhishek! Welcome to Give Me A Chance! How are you doing?
1: I'm good, I'm good, all things considered. I'm a little exhausted from the current insane news cycle, but overall fine.
0: You can tell, because you grew up in the US, I I think.
1: Yeah, and we're recording this on the 5th of November, so we still don't know who won the election, and it's basically all I have been consuming for the last two days.
0: But thanks for making it and uh, joining us today on the show. Can you tell us more about yourself?
1: Sure. Uh, Yeah, as you mentioned, I'm an American. I'm living in London, been here for about three and a half years, originally from the Midwest of the US and then lived in California for a lot of time. And um, gosh, what else? There's nothing really too exciting about me past that. I, I am sitting in lockdown like the rest of us and just hoping to make it through all this crazy 2020 madness that we seem to be living through.
0: I'm really glad you could join us today on the show. And I believe you have something interesting to share with us. So let us start with that. Abhishek, can you tell us how and when you got the chance to change your life?
1: Yeah. So a bit of background for me might help. I, if you can't tell by the name, I'm uh, a person of Indian descent. My parents moved from India to the U.S. in the 70s. And we grew up in Ohio, uh, where if you're an Indian person, the, the measure of success is usually being a doctor. So, growing up when we were thinking about what to do with our lives, my parents made it really, really clear to us that being a doctor was pretty much the only thing that was going to be successful, and they really wanted us to be doctors. I'm one of four siblings, I'm the third. I actually went through university, um, took the MCATs, which is the entrance exam, and I ended up going to a medical program, a master's in medical program, in my home state of Ohio. So, I got as far as my parents were really, really hoping for one of us to get. I'm sitting in Toledo, Ohio, and I'm studying for everything in med school. I'm at my desk every day. Uh, I'm constantly in books. I'm going to class for six hours a day. Uh, I had never drank coffee before that, but I started drinking coffee to try to stay awake in those classes. Um, Meanwhile, I was really unhappy. I quickly ballooned in weight because I was eating just whatever I could eat. So all the American fast food, all the sugar, Uh, my best friend in the world who was there with me he's the person I grew up with I've known my entire life told me that I looked pregnant because I had very skinny arms very skinny legs but a very very thick torso um, with an unattractive chest and stomach popping out so here I am like following the dream of my family of my parents not necessarily of me and I'm on a pretty direct path to success but I don't know that I would have happiness and about halfway through that year, I, I sort of took a look in the mirror one day, and I remembered uh, all the other things that had brought me joy in the last four years prior to that. Which was things that I was not doing at the moment. You know, being more technically involved and understanding the ins and outs of a computer were more interesting to me. Um, travel was really interesting to me. Exploring the world, uh, eating better, working out—all these things. So I slowly but surely started to sort of pick myself out of the depression that I had been living in. And I I call it a depression because it was fully that. And slowly started to pick myself out of that. And I first just started with basic things like eating better and and training a bit more. And then I had like a really big decision to make at that point. And the big decision to make was, should I even be here anymore? Have I hit a point where I realized that I could be a doctor, but I wouldn't be a very good doctor. I made the very, very important decision to simply just leave medical school, um, drop out of it fully, no prospects on the horizon. Nothing that I knew I could do for sure. A couple of jobs that I had ideas on, but green pastures ahead of me, or depending on if you're my parents, looking at this desolate, barren wasteland ahead of me with no chance of success. Um, And that was 2008.
0: How do you look back at the time in which you had to make the decision to take a chance on something unknown?
1: I was very confident, strangely. Because I knew I didn't want to be there. I was terrified. Mind you, I was... (sighs) I was sitting there thinking, I need to find a job. (laughs) Where am I going to get a job? Who's going to hire somebody who's dropped out of med school? I had this really, really clear sense of, I need to uh, figure out my life outside of this medical space that I'd put it in for the last four to five years.
0: Which was the first step you took to get out of this situation?
1: There was never a part where I uh, flipped a switch and some big light bulb went off and I was like, yes, this is my new path. I realized it because I had been um, in just a cursory sense looking at op- like opportunities that had popped into my calendar before going to med school. And I'd reached back out to one of the companies out of curiosity on a day where I was staring at a computer screen all day, eating bad sushi and watching movies. I thought, why don't I just reach out with my CV and see what they think. I went through the interview process. I ended up getting an offer from them. I chose not to take it. But it was that moment that I chose not to take it that I look back on and I thought, wow, I, I actually put myself in the change mentality. Yeah. Um, at some point in time, my really, really good friend from college, who's a roommate, who was my roommate, uh, he said he lived in California. He's from the Bay Area of California. I have a feeling you might be able to figure out jobs in the Bay Area doing tech. And this was before tech was, you know, insanely massive. I think the iPhone had just come out. And I submitted like, 20 to 30 uh, job applications in San Francisco in 2008. And I got like one or two offers. They weren't great. Uh, I thought I was worth a bit more, but I suddenly had that confidence of like, there's something here. There's definitely an opportunity in this industry that I could pull myself into. And as luck would have it, we were driving one day and my friend said, "Oh, I I happen to do some work with a company that's based over here. Um, They're a small like uh public website optimization company. They're really cool, really nice people. do to just call them and see if they have anything for you. And they really liked him. They regarded him quite well. So um, I said, yeah, like, why don't you just see if they have anything for me? I'm happy to talk to them and get into the details. I had an hour long phone call with my, uh, who became my new boss and a mentor for many years. And uh, we walked through everything. And I realized really quickly in that moment that even though I left medical learning, the knowledge that I acquired over that year was like profoundly helpful to me at the time. So we had a great chat. I had a great set of interviews and then somehow, some way, I ended up just falling into that job. And it was, you know, all the things I could have asked for.
0: Which was the most important thing you learned across the way?
1: I think I learned a uh, risk. I learned that risk is terrifying for a lot of people. And I, and I carried this with me for a while now through living in California and now living in London. It's really, really easy to get comfortable with what you know and to avoid change and to look at things outside of your bubble as particularly terrifying. And that that risk and that uncomfortable nature that you have is one, totally worth it and two, not at all um, chronic. It, it is a thing that it will stop. It will end that feeling of taking a risk and that feeling of change is gonna settle into normalcy.
0: And by the way, Across the lines of taking a chance on something new, I think you also have a podcast that you have set up. Is that one of the opportunities you got once you came to London? How did that come about?
1: Yeah. um, The story goes that there were two different sort of things that happened to me. The one was that I was just meeting a ton of new people here in Europe, and I would have these conversations with people where either A, we would talk about our, like, life resume, you know, where are you from, what do you do, where do you live, how long have you been here. You know, stuff that gives you a general sense uh of a person but nothing deep about them. And then there were other ones where I would have one conversation, one question would come up and then we would just dive really deep into that one question. We'd go really far down this crazy path of conversation and by the end I would feel like I had this like very very astounding picture of a person. Do I know what their siblings names are? No, but have I heard about some big emotional struggle or some major chance that they took and how they are now? Yeah, step one, conversations. Step two, I saw a woman named Elizabeth Day speak at an event that we did last year uh, for work. And I saw five of my colleagues get up and tell these really moving stories much in the same light of the story I just mentioned. And I thought, why don't I, why don't I just take a chance on this? Why don't I, try to find a way to capture these uh, conversations that I seem to be having anyways all the time and create a show that is quick and digestible, 30 minutes, but starts with no real direction. That starts with a very simple question. And so that's the name of the show. It's called One Simple Question. And the whole idea is I will ask my guests a pretty basic, maybe everyday question, something that you might ask somebody uh, that you're talking to or a friend or someone that you've just met. And then by the end of it, we'll have gone down this really winding and kind of careening path of a story and we'll be at a point where you might have never realized how we got there.
0: What do people think when they come to your show?
1: Well I I find it very interesting that the majority of people who I ask to be on the show don't think they're saying anything particularly useful. Um, They think oh my stories are just mundane and normal and it's not really all that interesting I don't know why you want to hear me say that but I think what we all forget is our bubble of life is really familiar to everybody around us so our experiences are really familiar to the people that we surround ourselves with um the rest of us are fascinated by it
0: are there any topics you would like to delve more into in the future something that attracts you
1: yeah i have some dicey topics that i'm really curious to talk about um i'm fascinated to speak with somebody about the me too movement the reason i am is because i am i'm a male i haven't um Unfortunately for me or fortunately, if you will, haven't had too much experience with it, but nearly every person in my ether, men and women, has had some sort of experience with it, Um, mostly the women, obviously. And I didn't want to ask any of my direct friends or people I knew well about it because I didn't feel like it would be an okay conversation for us to have with an existing relationship. I wanted the person to be quite open about it.
0: Ebishek, thank you for sharing all your stories with us today. Many, many thanks for joining me and it's been a pleasure.
1: Thank you for having me, this was lovely. It's strange to talk about all this stuff that was 12 years ago, but (laughs) it just brings back all those immediate memories of, gosh, what kind of a person might I have been had I stuck on these paths? So I would say that having that chance to change is probably the biggest chance I've ever had in my life. I'm really happy I took it.
0: This was Abhishek's story. To him, taking a chance meant letting go of the career paths and plans that he and his family made for himself, that gave him the opportunity to work in the tech industry, moving to London later on and starting his own podcast. Have you ever had the chance to change your life or do you know anybody who has? Leave a comment below or get in touch with us. With this, we come to an end of this episode. Many thanks for listening and watching. And if you liked uh, this episode, do not forget to like and subscribe and see you next time. Give me a chance on your screen and in your ears.